It's advertisement time. Oh my word. Everybody loves advertisement time. Guess what? Rough Giraffe now has a Patreon page. Yes, that's right. You've been wanting to give us your money for the last two years, but now there's a way you can do it. Go to patreon.com forward slash rough giraffe and there for as little as one dollar a month you can gain access to exclusive newsletters blogs weird stories and depending on which tier you subscribe to you could get free merchandise personalized comic strips and have a chance to actually take part in our mini episodes so go along to patreon.com forward slash rough giraffe and have a look at the different tiers the money that you donate won't only go towards the cost of the podcast to make better funnier weirder content for you but it will also help mum to feed the stray cats that for some reason are attracted to her she's got 17 hanging around her door every night she needs your help you can find out more about the stray cats on our facebook page Cheers, my dears. Hello, Mum. Hola, Senorita Mum residence. Oh. James speaking. Hi, James. Um, would it be all right if I can speak to Mum, please? That depends. Depends on what? Whether you can call my Mum and tell her I need to come home. Oh, my God, yes, of course. What's the number? Hey, what are you talking about? Nothing, senorita. I can't have another one of you cabana boys escaping again. Give the phone to me. Give the phone! Give me the phone! Hello? Who is this? Hi, Mum, it's Stacy. Stacy who? Stacy, your fabulous podcast co-host. The co-hostess with the mostess. Who? Your daughter. Oh, are you the wonky cat? Yes, I'm the wonky cat. Uh, okay, call me later then. Meow! Coming from Reading, it's Stacey, your host. While mum's with flamingos on the Spanish coast. You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs. Making a podcast called Rough Giraffe. Olé, 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 olé. Hello, Stacey. Hello, mum. Right, we're going to carry on with Christmas. We are. What's the next thing on the agenda? I think food. Let's talk about food, because for me, food is the best thing about Christmas. Apart from the Christmas carols and the songs. I love food. Now, in India, they like cider and ginger ale and lots of nuts and candies and roast chicken and rice. Now, in uh, Mexico, it's hot chocolate and fresh fruit and shrimp and octopus. And in Portugal, it's roasted goat. And the Ukraine, they love cabbage soup. And for us, it's the turkey. But, and I must stress this most vehemently, I looked at 89 countries and the traditions of their Christmas. No, do you see? Cauliflower cheese. (laughs) Cauliflower cheese. Should it be there? Cauliflower cheese for Christmas dinner. I'm not liking the idea. No. Is it just for the vegetarians? 
Well, I noticed cauliflower cheese creeping onto Sunday dinner tables and at Carvery's about 10 years ago. And I was like, what is that doing there? A Carvery with a cauliflower? Yeah, and I couldn't work it out. Why why is cauliflower cheese doing that? And I blame Aunt Bessie. What, doing that in the bags? She's done every single bit of a roast dinner in a bag. So you whack it in the microwave or whack it in the oven and it's done. She's done roast potatoes. She's done parsnips. Stuffing balls. Stuffing balls, Yorkshire puddings and cauliflower cheese in a bag. <gasps> Do you have Yorkshire pudding for Christmas dinner? No. You can be on a whole contentious list, dear. What you haven't seen because you're not here in the country is there are adverts on the TV at the moment that are, you know, they're advertising Christmas food for the supermarkets, but it's big sort of, oh, you've got Yorkshire puddings for Christmas. That's not right. And it's not right. Are they trying to sell Yorkshire pudding? They're just trying to sell food. Guess who isn't coming to So here we go with Guess Who's Not Coming to Dinner. Of course, this is the part of the show where you give out three clues to a dead person, hence why they're not coming for Christmas dinner, and the listeners have to try and guess who it is. So why don't you give us the first clue? This one is a scientist, a mathematician and astronomer, born on Christmas Day in 1643 in England. I won't try and make any guesses, but we'll have the second clue later on in the show. What for you makes a good Christmas dinner then? What would you eat on Christmas Day? I think last year I had beans on toast and a bottle of champagne. And what are you going to have this year? I've no idea. Nothing. I don't eat a Christmas dinner. It's uh, That sounds bad when I'm saying it on this podcast. No, not at all. Lots of people don't. I don't like all the... Enforced eating. I don't really eat a Christmas dinner. Okay. Well, you're not alone. I am alone. That is why I don't eat Christmas dinner. (laughs) Don't feel sorry for me. I don't. My Christmas day food starts quite early. Okay. Usually, I like uh, orange juice and champagne. In, in the UK, we call that a Bucks Fizz, but I think other places call it a mimosa. A mimosa. Bucks Fizz is £4 a bottle. Mimosa is £10 a glass. I like mimosa. <laughs> and then I would do like breakfast with uh, mushrooms and a full breakfast. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't really have the lunch. Okay. I might just eat uh, a box of chocolates, a strawberry cheesecake... <laughs> a black forest gatto, some ice cream, a bag of walnuts and some more champagne. Okay, so you're going more for the sweet side of it. Maybe, but saying that, no, I don't usually. I just usually eat a lot of cheese and peanuts. <laughs> to be honest, I, I have to be really honest, last year I woke up and it wasn't until somebody rang me up to say Merry Christmas that I remembered it was Christmas Day. <laughs> but 
I did a poll on Twitter to ask people what they ate at Christmas. And most people have turkey. That's 58%. 24% have ham. And I think that's probably the Americans. I think I'm going to have ham this year. I'm not really a big turkey fan. But we had lots of other people who have, had, who have lots of different things. So a very common tradition in America is for people to have Chinese takeaway on Christmas Day. And that started with Jewish people having that because they don't have Christmas dinner and Chinese takeaways tend to be one of the only places that was open on Christmas Day. So a big tradition of people having Chinese takeaway. And now it's not just Jewish people that have it. Lots of people have it because they've already had their big Thanksgiving dinner so they don't want that again so chinese takeaway is big i would love chinese takeaway for my christmas dinner in america on christmas day there is an increase of 152 percent in the amount of chinese takeaway eaten can you get chinese takeaway around where you are i have no idea but i'm gonna say no I've not seen takeaway food of any description except for chicken. Like fried chicken? No, just a chicken. (laughs) A roast chicken in a box with gravy. Oh, okay. That seems to be the only takeaway food that you get. Well, if you'd have said fried chicken, that would be just like Japan. Have you heard about Japan and KFC? No. So Japan has the third largest market for KFC or Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think everyone knows what KFC stands for. And they got their first KFC back in the early 1970s. And then there was a marketing campaign there to say, have KFC for Christmas. Kentucky for Christmas. And so people started having fried chicken for Christmas. And now, like, that's their Christmas dinner. Everybody has Kentucky Fried Chicken for Christmas dinner in Japan. And are they open on Christmas Day? Oh, yes, yes. So everybody goes down and buys their Kentucky Fried Chicken on Christmas morning. Yes. That must be Bedlam. Yeah, I mean, there are a good few thousand different KFC restaurants in Japan. But yes, I'm sure they have plenty of staff on for Christmas Day because there are people going to get their family buckets. And, you know, the tradition spreads a little bit around other countries, but Japan, that is it. That's their version of a Christmas dinner is Kentucky Fried Chicken. So with us, it would be a pub lunch, wouldn't it? What, the equivalent? If we were out, the only thing we'd be able to buy would be lunch in a pub. Yes, because now there are quite a few pubs that stay open, especially if the pubs are associated with hotels or B&Bs, then they stay open and you can get your Christmas Day dinner there. But I don't know, I like to be at home to eat my dinner. I like to, to eat as much as I like and have the bits that I want and just undo my undo my buttons. Uh, under your estimated waistband. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have found out that you cannot go to KFC on Christmas Day and just go and buy your Kentucky Fried Chicken. Why? Because you can go and buy it, but you'll have a ticket because your order is placed about two months in advance. Mm. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got something to say? Then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at 
Rough Giraffe Pod, Instagram at Rough Giraffe Podcast. Search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. I like a good meat. With Owen being vegetarian for the last few years, it means I get to choose what I want. I like all the vegetables. So potatoes, parsnips, carrots. I don't really like peas. I don't put peas on the plate. Are you in sprouts? I do sprouts. Now, that's one of the big debates of Christmas, isn't it? To sprout or not to sprout? Yes. In America, when we were over there the other week, sprouts are everywhere. They just have them in everything. There's no debate about whether you like sprouts or not. They just have them in everything. And they have them for Thanksgiving dinner. Owen had a breakfast sandwich and it had shaved sprouts. How do you shave a sprout? (laughs) But I think if you do them the old traditional way of boiling them until they lose all their colour, you will never like sprouts. But if you cook them nicely, fry them up with a bit of bacon, a few chestnuts maybe, they're delicious. Yeah. You like sprouts anyway, don't you? One of my favourite veg, I have to say. Do you want to know the history of the sprouts in this country? Do they actually come from Brussels? <laughs> yes, they do. Okay. Sprouts were first mentioned in 1587. Really? So in the 16th century, the popularity was growing... In Holland and Belgium. See, that's they were in Belgium. And that's why they're called Brussels sprouts. And the, the mistake people make is they call them Brussels sprouts. And they should be Brussels sprouts. Yes, because they're from Brussels. And why do we eat them at Christmas? You're a garden person. They're ready at Christmas. (laughs) Exactly. So they grow nicely in cold temperatures. Some people say they're best after a frost. And they grow quickly and you get lots from them. So they're just there when they're ready. And they're very nutritious. Lots of iron, vitamin C. Lots of vitamin C. More vitamin C than an orange. Lots of vitamin C. But they didn't come over to Britain again Victorian times. No. Were they part of a Christmas dinner in Belgium? They just ate them all the time. Okay. But people over in Victorian times when they liked little novelty things, they liked the idea of little tiny cabbages on your plate because it's cute. And then it was getting more popular to have a big roast dinner on Christmas Day. And so sprouts just became a staple of that so sprouts were coming in onto our plate at the same time as we were having these big roast dinners right time right place sprouts on your plate it's just a shame that people forgot how to cook them properly i just think that they're good roasted they're good steamed and they're good fried but just do not show them any water guess who isn't coming to dinner Albert Einstein said that this person was the smartest man that ever lived. He developed the laws of motion, calculus, the reflecting telescope and the cat flap. He became the warden of the Royal Mint in London. The £2 coin reveals the words standing on the shoulders of giants around its edge. This is part of a quote made by this person oh okay yeah definitely know who it is 
the inventor of the cat flap gave it away because we've spoken about that in a previous episode but there might be some people out there who don't know who it is so there's one more clue left and we'll reveal the answer at the end of the show i asked people what makes the ultimate christmas dinner and victoria says the company doesn't matter what food victoria i i need to tell you something my love the company might be fine but you have to share the food (laughs) the more company the less food exactly this might be why i'm larger than normal but just imagine all that chocolate shared all that all that fizz shared you don't want to be doing that victoria we also had Addy, who wanted to tell us that his favourite thing at Christmas is latkes. Is that how you say it? Latkes? Latkes. So he's from Israel and he has latkes, which are a traditional Jewish food. And they are like potato and flour pancake that they have there. I might I might try it. D Rushbrook, you know D. I love D. I like D. And Dee is going to be the first person I say Merry Christmas to. Dee says, what makes the ultimate dinner? Vodka. I love it so much. And Brandon, along the same lines, says bourbon glazed scotch. So basically alcohol. And Jodie, you know Jodie. Yeah. She says they're going German Christmas this year, but also... Plenty of gin. So in uh, Germany, Jody, they like gingerbread and cherries, and also uh, mulled glue vine, mulled wine. Oh, okay. We could go for um. What about Christmas dinner in Denmark? What do they have? Well, they like roast chestnuts, mm. rice pudding with a cherry sauce. Okay. And. Uh, a roast duck with apple and prune stuffing, which sounds amazing. Mm. And they also have a mulled red wine called glog. Oh, I like that word. I'll have a bit of glog. Glog that right down. Glug, 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 glug. Glug, glug, glug. glug the glog, yeah. In Spain and North Africa, they have dates and oranges because they're ready at that time of year. All the dates are now ripening up. Mm. My kitchen is filled to the brim with oranges and lemons because they're just on the trees everywhere. Uh, France likes roast goose. Now, we used to have goose in Britain traditionally as Christmas dinner right up until 1800. Yeah, goose was more common down south and beef was common up north. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It's probably to do with basically what people were farming, I suppose. But in in France, they have a tradition of the 13 desserts. Oh. The 13 desserts are to represent baby G's and yeah. the 12 disciples. Okay. And they're set out onto the table, the 13 cakes and whatever, on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And they stay there for three days. Okay. Nothing creamy there. No ice cream. Mm, I'm guessing they would go first, wouldn't they? And then you just get left with the stodgy cake. What I wanted to know mm. is the mince 
pie is that a british thing i don't know that i would think it is i think a mince pie is a much maligned item do you like them i i don't like mass-produced mince pies i like fresh homemade mince pies with very very thin pastry yeah and i did once make mince pies from an old 1600s recipe which was minced pork with chopped dates and dried fig and apple was it nice it was absolutely amazing you didn't have it with ice cream did you no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for uh, r- rough mm. rough 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 giraffe Hey, there's another way that you can indirectly donate money to Rough Giraffe. Now, if you're going to be using Amazon over the next couple of weeks, either before Christmas or after, why not go to roughgiraffe.podbean.com and use our Amazon search bar. When you use Amazon via our Podbean page, it costs you nothing extra. You don't get anything from it. But when you've purchased something, we get a little bit of commission from Amazon. That little bit of money will go towards the cost of the podcast and will help us produce better content so remember if you're using amazon go through roughgiraffe.podbean.com and help us out cheers my dears excuse me senor don't forget rough giraffe is on twitter at rough giraffe pod my favorite thing that i have to have and if we don't find it in the supermarket. Owen will go around the supermarkets, not because I ask him to, but just because he knows I'll be miserable otherwise, is I I want liqueur-filled chocolates. So the chocolates with like a bit of amaretto or Baileys or Cointreau in them. Cointreau ones are my favourite. And so you just bite them a little bit and drink out the little bit of liquid. Ah, oh, I love them, love them. Have you ever got drunk on the cure chocolates? <laughs> no, I don't actually like chocolate that much. <laughs> I think I should probably just buy the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Do you just do you just bite the end off and then let the? Uh... I just drink them. Just drink them. Leave them behind. Owen's always complaining that the chocolates are empty. He was knighted by Queen Anne in 1705 and he's probably most well known for apple trees. Apple trees? Oh, I must have it wrong then. I thought it was someone else, but maybe it's Granny Smith. Is it Granny Smith? (laughs) Go on, tell me the answer. Okay, so the answer to that one, of course, Sir Isaac Newton. Yeah, that's who I thought it was. And the apple tree? Legend has it that he got his inspiration for gravity when he saw an apple fall from a tree on his farm. What's the full quote from the giants on the two-pound coin? If I have seen further than others, it is by standing upon the shoulders of giants. Okay, that was a good one. We'll have more next week. Do you know why we're called turkeys turkeys? No. Turkeys are indigenous to 
America and Mexico. That's where they belong. When we, from Europe, went over there to have a little look around, decided we'd call it our own, obviously started bringing birds back over here. And they would basically go via the Mediterranean. And then the Turkish merchants, the people from the Turkish Empire, which, you know, didn't just involve Turkey. There was a lot more to the Turkish Empire. But they would bring the birds over to Britain. So... Back then, they were called turkey birds because the Turkish people brought them over. And then it just got shortened down to turkey. But it's funny because in Turkey, obviously, they don't call them turkeys because that would be weird. Do they just call them birds? No, they call them Hindi or chicken of India because they think that they came from India. Okay. So it basically... People thought they came from a faraway place and named it after that place. I find it very interesting that in Turkey they call them India chickens, basically. Then uh, in the Victorian times, obviously, turkeys became very popular. Do you know how they got the turkeys from Norfolk, 80 miles down to London? Uh, I'm guessing they walked. Yes, they walked the turkeys. They put little shoes on the turkeys, little leather shoes. Did they really? Yeah, they put little leather shoes on them and they walked them 80 miles from Norfolk where Bernard Matthews was growing them. Brought them all the way down to London. They started in October, arrived in London just a couple of weeks before Christmas, all scrawny and looking like they'd run a million marathons. And then they fed them up and the turkeys were like, oh my God, this is the best time, I love London! (laughs) And then... They never saw Christmas, unfortunately. I think it's really cute to think of these little turkeys wearing their leather shoes, walking. We're going to London! Look at her, she's got her stilettos on! Who she thinks she is? (laughs) Just clacking down. Clack, 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 clack. I'm going to be ready when I get there. That would be a hen. Cluck, 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 cluck. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of that wonky cat? He looks like an any cat around. Kipper, hey, that's Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper, the wonky cat. Kipper's just sitting next to me today, so we don't need to get him in here. I'll just wake him up. Oops, sorry, Kipper. Evening, Kips. Merry Christmas. We've got a question for you from John and Andy from Dredgeland. Dredgeland is a brilliant comedy podcast and they also have a radio show. Now, I'll warn you, Kipper, despite the fact that the question is quite short, this is possibly the longest audio recording of a question we've ever had. Okay. Okay, let's listen to it. Hello. Hello. We are... Hello. Hello. That's quite Blue Peter, isn't it? Should we do that again? One, two... Three. Hello. <laughs> hello. 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 That hello. was less blue That was more. Hello. Hello. Bow. Hello. We bow to you. We bow to you. We bow to you and your and, and your, your knowledge. Christmas we knowledge. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so here we go. Here we are. Here so we are. Old, uh, here we go. old Kipper. Old Kipsy. Old, old Kip. Kip. Jiminy Jim Jim. <laughs> hey, that's a Christmas thing, isn't it? Yeah. Shine your shoes, Kipper. Right. Off you go. So here we go, Kipper. Right. Here's a question. So, Here's a question, question for you. Here's question one. We thought of this one. This is one that I thought myself. I. You thought of it. I interpreted it. 
through the medium of dance. It's very much like, uh, you know... Uh, it's a question. It's a traditional question yeah. of sorts. For a traditional Christmas. For a traditional Christmas people. But where is Christmas? But where is... What is it? Who is it? And when? Uh, when <laughs> seriously. That, when? That's not, those aren't the questions. Those are, they, those are questions. The question's coming up now. Well, here we go. Here's the question, right? Here we go. So I saw... You saw. Yeah. No. Right. Okay. Oh, oh just me. All right. right. I it. saw on a video... On a video. Was it a DVD, though? That's the question. Right, here we go. Get to the point. And again. I saw... saw no, yeah. just me. Okay. Right. Okay. I saw on a video a cat that ate tinsel. So, oh, okay. That's right, John. <laughs> and then what happened after that? Well, anything, did anything happen? Well, I turned off. I was disgusted by the whole process. But ultimately, I did then uh, read the comments below yeah. the video. And it said the cat had to pass the tinsel. Okay. Um, so anyway, That's a nice game, though, isn't it? Pass the tinsel. We play that at Christmas. It's, it's fun for all the family. Yeah, what you do is you eat the tinsel. <laughs> you pass anyway, it to the next person. Anyway, moving on. Let's move okay, on. here we go. Right. And you um, pass it to That's right. I've just passed it on. So the cat's passed the tinsel. Yeah. Very much like said parcel. Did he did he pass it in the car? Was it a he past? cat though? Was it was it a it she cat though? I don't know. All cats are male. All cats in my are... world. <laughs> in your world. In my your world, world. All view. cats are male. Okay, here we go. Anyway. Right. So anyway, yeah. Kipster. So the Kipster passed the No, this, no not Kipster. This is for Kipster. Kipper okay. Kipper the Kipster. Kipster Kipper the Kipster. Kipster Kipster. Kipster. So he or she passed Thing the I told you I was right. No, a cat, right? A cat passed the That's tinsel. They record this podcast on a cat. They do, but they passed the t- he passed the tinsel. He passed the tinsel Never on the left hand side. Then what happened? Right. So Kipper. Anyway, the question that I here's have the to question. Say, here, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> here we go. Right. What is your favourite thing to eat at Christmas? That's the answer. No, that's the question. That's the question. You get there are two separate entities: a question and an answer. So if you put them just... together, what have you got? I don't know. Information. You have, really. You've got informative so that, Thank things. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is bonkers. If you eat lots of tinsel, do you get tinselitis? Oh, yes, and a trip to the vet. <laughs> is it still shiny when it comes out the other end? I'm <laughs> 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 just asking. Uh, right, so Kipper, what do you, you like to eat for Christmas? Well, have you seen now in the shops they sell this thing called Porsecco? No. Yeah, it's wine for cats. No. Is that right? Yeah. They do it in rosé and white. Okay. And it's called Porsecco. Oh, it's brilliant. Have you... Have you bought some? We're going to get him some for Christmas. We'll get him some porsecco and some cheese. And what else do you want, Kipper? <coughs> Bit of pate. Some smoked salmon pate. Oh, and the posh Sheba. Gourmet soup. <laughs> I've got a little little something from Dee again. Right. Little story. Okay. I asked her about uh, Christmas dinners, obviously. She says... My other half was working late on Christmas Eve. He called me when he had finished and asked if there was anything I'd forgotten. I said, could you try and get some crackers for the table? He came home with a packet of cream crackers. (laughs) Not the sort of crackers I meant, but I guess it's the thought that counts. I hope everybody had one by their... uh... By their table on Christmas. Should we pull a cracker? Let's pull a cracker. That'd be funny. I like that idea. Here it is, the unrelated news. 
We stay safe. Right, okay, what's your uh, what's your unrelated piece of news? It's nothing to do with Christmas. I'm afraid this one is slightly to do with Christmas. Oh, goodness, okay. Did you know Christmas pudding boobs are now a thing? I was just about to stick a peg on my nipple and you mentioned boobs. <laughs> uh, people are now painting up their boobs with glitter to make them look like glittery Christmas puddings and posting pictures of it on Facebook and Instagram. Have you got, like, real holly sprigs in there because that could cause an accident? No, but... You're not going to set it on fire, are you? (laughs) No, but more than that, people are doing something called reindeer boobs. So you, (laughs) you can buy a jumper or you can make one yourself where the boob is cut out like there's a hole there so that you can stick your bare breast through it and then you put a red pom-pom on your nipple to look like a Rudolph nose, put some stick-on antlers and some googly eyes on your boob and it's meant to it's meant to look like you're wearing a reindeer jumper. Mine would would look more like I would got like an old horse. A bit very very long in very long in the face, but I'm willing to give it a go. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it. I'll put the picture. I'll put the picture up on <laughs> on Twitter. <Titter. laughs> <laughs> People are seriously going to like uh, uh, office parties and and th- and going out for the night. Wearing a jumper with the boob cut out. Oh, it's okay. I've just thought I remembered what I've got. What? Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to dress your boob up as Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I think we should leave it at that. making badges of your Mr. Potato Head. No! If anybody wants to do their special Um. special Christmas jumper, they're not 3D badges, mine, but we can stick a pom-pom on. So, are we stuffed after that? I'm quite full now. (laughs) I think I'm going to leave us with some knock. What's that? That's Christmas toffee in Sweden, the old knackernock. Oh. And you, you can have some uh, glog to go with it because you like the glog. Knackernock and glog. I'll see, I'll see you next time. Next time and we'll. what are we going to talk about then? Are we talking about presents? Yes. Okay. Gifts for next time then. All right then. I'll see you around the Christmas tree for the presents. Yes, and we'll see what Kipper got. Exactly. All right. Okay. Bye. 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 It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. With Mum in the villa and Stacy at home. Send us your stories on your smartphone. And then everybody won't feel so alone. The Rough Giraffe Podcast The 
Rough Giraffe Podcast. This podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh